Of course, it is a Friday, and that means one thing and one thing only in my world and your world and our world. It means you and I get to, to get together for the latest installment of Sport Live with PBK. We do the big guns on this platform. I mean, we've had your Shompo Kekana, Keegan Toli, Tebo Homokwena, and off the field, you also get to get the face off between Umku, Utabane Matoda, the long suffering Kaiser Chiefs fan, Kanyanos Komo, Uchangisa Gelo, the lead who swears by the mellow yellow man who answer to the Mamelo the Sundown's name. Well, we enjoy also having conversations with coaches, uh, be it John Matuka, Kevin Hunt, Rulani Mukwena, and Manda Ngazi. But today, we have ourselves a 22-year-old who made the trek from Cape Town in Fishwook to the capital city of the country, Pretoria, in pursuit of his professional football dream. It is then my joy to welcome Jesse Dawn as our guest to Spotlight with a PBK. This is Umzogolo Anakastish or Umzogolo Anakachangisa. My name is Mkuseli Ngube, Kaiser Chiefs supporter for life. Uh, live on Sports Live with BBK. Because it's a platform for the fans. We love this game. We love it. We love it. Jesse! Hello, Matala. Good morning. Are you well? I'm doing really well, thanks. How are you doing? Um, I'm very, very well, man. I, I need to tell our listeners what happened. We set up this interview for half past 11 and Jess has been on the line, on Zoom, waiting to start from quarter past 11 already. Now, there is a <laughs> punctuality on two feet right there, eh? <laughs> if you're on time, you're late. If you're on time, you're late. I love that. I'm going to take it home to my sons. And I guess what, Jess? I think, Jesse, you have to call me dead because I have two 22-year-old boys at home, Ukatle or Nokabel. So this is a father and son conversation, right? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. My son, tell me, when you joined Supersport United, you spoke glowingly of Ubuntu Football Academy and saying, and I quote, they will always have a special place in my heart because they have groomed me into the player and person that I am today. The Ubuntu family is so much more than a football club and I owe much of my success to my years spent at Ubuntu, end quote. That is where I, I will say your your formative years, like you, you were there between the ages of 11 and 18. So your formative years in terms of football, at least, you, 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 you were cut and, and shaped and polished at uh, Ubuntu Academy. Correct. Uh, yeah, I was, I was super blessed to be a part of the, the organization. Uh, they are a super, uh, super, super amazing group of people that care more about the, the players as humans uh, than they do as the players on the field, uh, which I think is something that is against the norm in South Africa and on the global landscape. Um, but the reason I speak so fondly of them is because it really is a family atmosphere. Uh, they care about creating the next leaders of Africa rather than the best footballers. Uh, they believe that football is a great medium, a great platform to, to use mm -hmm. in order to create the next best leaders. But ultimately, uh, they judge the impact by, you know, how many good fathers and role models they can create. Um, and so I was super blessed to have been a part of that organization, to grown up, to have grown up alongside uh, Coach Casey, Coach Mike, who were the two founders, along with many other names that I won't name all right now, unfortunately. Um, 
But yeah, they had a massive impact on my upbringing, both as a player and as a person. Most definitely. I'm having a conversation right here on Sport Live with a BBK with a young man of 22 years who plays for Super Sport United in the central defensive midfield role. And he is a man who is surely showing great signs of developing into a great footballer for himself, for his club, and as well as South Africa. Now, I'm going to be going straight to central defensive midfield, which basically is not a sexy position. You know, when I look at it, I'm looking at Payapool, and I will be telling you my age now, uh, like uh, at Lord Mokalele. You know, people who really were the glue that held together a Real Madrid and later a, a Chelsea football club is it, really doing donkey work and, and, and as a shield in front of your rear guard, scanning spaces, breaking down opponents, offensive play and all that jazz. Uh, but modern football now just also demands that you need to know what to do with the ball after winning it. Tell me more about that in terms of your skill set in that position. Yeah, well, like you said, it's, it's not the most glamorous position. And traditionally, it has been a position where you have to do the donkey work. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think, first off, uh, I understand that is a part of my role. And I'm more than happy to do the donkey work and give the ball to, to more talented and skillful, creative players. Um, and I'm the first one to admit that that is not my strongest skill set, uh, being creative and creating opportunities, you know, these skillful moves uh, that unfortunately was something I wasn't blessed with um, and so I'm more than happy to to do the dirty work and give it to those guys to to do the more creative part of, of the game um, but that being said like you like you have also noted the modern game does require that uh, all players need to be able to play uh, football and, and be comfortable on the ball um, so once again owing to Ubuntu and the, the development that I had through the academy I think I've grown up in a ball playing uh, academy um, where I learned the basics and was able to perfect uh, the technique uh, and I think I really just do try to do the, the simple things well um, try to keep it simple and that's that's helped me to get where I am today if they say honesty is the best policy I think then in football simplicity is the best decision in terms of making sure you do things and move on staying with the subject uh, Jesse who is the best defensive midfielder in your eyes and why I've already mentioned Claude Mukalele there is a Fernandinho somewhere there at Man City there is also a Fabinho at Liverpool in the eyes of Jesse Dawn who is the best defensive midfielder and why uh, I think this is a tricky question because the player I'm going to mention now is coming to the end of his sort of career. Uh, but for me, Sergio Busquets has always been my favorite midfielder or favorite defensive midfielder. I think mm-hmm. he obviously uh, playing in Barcelona setup is very comfortable on the ball and the whistle ball is very creative and is able to turn players and create attacks. But also I think people don't realize how good he actually is at breaking down attacks and being the, the difference in transition from defense to attack. Um, like I said, unfortunately, is sort of coming to the end of his career, although he is still a great player. Um, but then obviously you have a different crop of players coming through now, um, such as, you know, Kante and, and Rodri at Man City, um, who are possibly harder workers, not as skillful with the, the ball, but have equally important uh-huh. roles. Um, but I'd have to go Sergio Busquets because that's been my sort of favorite uh, defensive midfielder for the past 10, 10 years. Does that make you also a Barcelona fan? Uh, not necessarily. I think most footballers, if uh, they enjoy watching football, would say they appreciate Barcelona, and I'm no different. I think they play great football. 
maybe not so much at the moment, but hopefully they, they're not changing now with Xavi. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, uh, but I really appreciate the type of football that Barcelona play. I was going to say they used to play great football, but right now things have gone really south for them. And hopefully Xavi is going to be able to breathe life back into that uh, Catalan club. Now, Dean Fairman, Dean Fairman, the former captain of Supersport United, what kind of influence did he have on you when you got promoted to the first team? What teachings did you glean from him? Yeah, Dean was a a massive inspiration and motivation and, and helper for me when I arrived at Supersport. Um, we were privileged to have shared the same agency. And so I'd been in contact with him a bit before I moved up to Supersport. Um, and so I was really excited to, to meet him properly and to spend time learning from him. Um, but he really was a great captain, a great person, um, and really uh, was intentional about trying to help me and, and other young players. But I think me specifically grow into the player that I am today, you know, um, he would often stay off the training with me if I wanted to do extra. He'd keep me motivated, he'd keep encouraging me. He was hard on me when he needed to be. Um, and so I'm very grateful to the role that he played uh, in the first year or two uh, while I was here. You know what? Talking of young men, the one that is talking on the other side of the microphone is a young man who is uh, playing for Supersport United. He ran in his second season uh, in the Premier rank, professional ranks, Jesse Dawn. Now you are without Dean Fairman, but I suppose that with him gone, now you have someone like Teboho Mukwena to watch and learn from. Am I correct? Yes, that's that correct. Um, and similar to the way I learned from Dean, I'm also learning from Tebza. You know, I think uh, we are a more similar age. And so where Dean would probably have given me more uh, advice and more of a, an experienced uh, perspective, me and Tebza get along well on a more friendly and then um, casual, uh, yeah, casual perspective, which has really helped um, me to feel comfortable in the team. And uh, I think even Dean and Tebza are different players. You know, Dean is probably more similar to me in the sense that he keeps it simple, was a hard worker, whereas Tebza is a midfielder that has it all. He can go box to box, he can shoot, he can dribble. Um, and so I've really enjoyed uh, learning and trying to implement what, what Tebza is able to do. And I think learning from Dean and learning from Tebza has helped me with two different aspects of the game. Which are? Yeah, I think I think with Dean, a lot of it was about being in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the mental side of the game, whereas with Tebza, uh, because of, of how talented and and yeah, good with the ball he is, he really inspires me just to to work on, on those sort of things, such as shooting, your ball skills, um, and the more creative side of the game. Let's go a bit casual now. When you are not on the field, training, getting instructions from coach Kaitano Tembo, when you are not with your teammates, away from football, how does Jesse Don relax? <laughs> so I'm a, a homebody. I really enjoy spending time at home with my friends and family. Uh, I don't go out a lot. Um, that's not my scene. I prefer to to be at home and spend time with family. Um, but I'm also, mm -hmm. uh, a big part of my life is my faith. Um, Jesus Christ is my savior. And so I am mm -hmm. very involved in the church that I go to and we meet regularly. I have a small group that I go to, a Bible study. Um, and so I try to spend as much time as I can uh, with, with those guys. Uh, but that being said, even when we do, it's, it's always very laid back, casual, sharing meals together, um, quite chilled. That's what I enjoy to do, just to relax. 
most definitely but then when 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 you come back when you come back from all of that when you're in the team are you the guy that leads the team in prayer uh so we there's a few of us that lead in prayer um but we have actually which has been really cool we've started a, a bible study mm. through uh through super sports and so before the games women camp a few of us meet um and and me myself Abuslem Kwanazi is another one of them oh, yes. who sort of leads and, and tries to uh, take charge and just share but um and sort of create a, a platform and a space for guys to hear the word and to yeah to feel like they can share and talk and engage on different topics um so regarding prayer it it changes between a few of the guys um but then regarding the bible study myself and Bushle have been the two that have sort of uh, initiated that group within the team. I can imagine. Uh, we've also had the bootleg on this uh, platform, Spotlight with PBK, and I can certainly agree with you that he is one who is enveloped in that uh, Christian cloth. Now, let me ask you something. Jesse Dawn, how old were you in 2007? I was eight years old. You were eight years old. I'll tell you what. I was covering Supersport United, becoming the first team to win a hat-trick of Premier Soccer League titles. And that was in 2007, 2008, 2008, 2009, and 2009, 2010. It has been a dry spell since then. A very long spell without any crown as the champions of the Premier Soccer League. Do you think that you guys are looking to be the generation that will restore uh, the heydays of yesteryear to Matanzanza Apitori? I think uh, as a club, we are very ambitious and we want to do our best to compete in all that we do. Uh, with that being said, though, the, the CEO and the managers, the coaches are very vocal around the fact that uh, our vision for the club isn't necessarily to be winning uh. the league title every single year, but rather producing the talent and the players that are able to do that. And so I think the phase we're in at the moment um, and for the past few years has been blooding youngsters. And I've uh, been very privileged to be a part of that because part of the reason why I've got a lot of game time is because of the model mm-hmm. that Supersport are now following. And so I think while we are ambitious and we want to do the best we can, the, the club has done well in, in taking the pressure of winning the league off of us and then allowing us to grow, um, giving us the opportunity you know, to make mistakes. And that's been difficult because unfortunately, as young players, we, we do tend to make more mistakes and, and some points are lost due to younger players playing. Uh, but I think we are really creating a solid foundation moving forward, uh, be that for Supersport United or just for the South African football yeah. community at large. You're basically learning on the job. Exactly. And you're not the only one. You're not the only youngster who's just been promoted to the Supersport United professional ranks. Take the moment to shine. Name, name some of your colleagues that you've been with at the academy who are now part of the first team and, 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 and talk to me about that integration. Yeah, so first of all, I mean, I, I didn't come from Super Sports Academy, just to, to be clear. I came from Ubuntu Football Academy. Um, one of my teammates from Ubuntu is Luke Fleers, who also over the past few seasons has been playing really good football and been getting an opportunity. Um, that being said, there are a lot of young guys currently from Super Sports Academy or from the, the, the DDC team, um, such as Jape Moralo, uh, uh, Slayelo, um, which we, we call Iniesta, mm-hmm. there's Talent and Bata. Um, there's Keegan Johannes, who got opportunity now recently, yes. also gone into the team. Yes. Uh, we have Keenan Phillips on the right, uh, who's also been playing quite a lot. So 
So there's quite a long, uh, quite a lot of us younger players that are getting an opportunity. You know, I think even Tebs, uh, Jamie Weber, Sipumbule, those three are, we forget that they are still fairly young um, and have come through the super sport ranks. Um, but I don't count them as young because they are more senior than a lot of the players in the current team, which is uh, a testimony of how young our team is. Yeah. Uh, so there are a lot of the guys that are coming through that are really fighting at training. And I'm sure we'll take the opportunity when they get it. You say that the super sport model coming from the directors is that you don't have to win the league title every season. Uh, you're producing young stars who can be able to shine. Does that then transfer to the team being a selling club? I mean, a lot of players have come through the team and they've gone. There are a lot of vultures settling around Usipombule as well as Tebuko Mukwena currently. Is, is that a correct assessment on my part? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say we're a selling club. I wouldn't put that label mm-hmm. on it. Uh, I do think that in the current situation um, with COVID, uh, with the financial restrictions that many clubs have been put under um, and other clubs perhaps aren't feeling as much, I think Supersport has has had to uh, rethink uh, how they want to sell players and and. Uh, how easily they want to let players go purely because we unfortunately aren't able to go into the market and buy players the same way that a team like Sundowns or Chiefs or Pirates will. Uh, so I think our aim is to create the best players we can for Supersport and be competitive with that team. Uh, but when the time comes, uh, I don't think Supersport ever wants to hold anybody back. And so when there are bigger opportunities, be it uh, from a football perspective or be it even just from a financial perspective, Supersport are willing to play, let players go. Uh, but I don't think the the sole purpose of investing in our players is to sell them on. I think we want to make super sport competitive. And if a byproduct of that is uh, getting players bigger moves and perhaps earning the club some money in terms of transfer fees, then that's a bonus. But I wouldn't label the club as a selling club. He is 22 years of age. His name is Jesse Don. He is the central defensive midfielder of Matatanta Apitori and is having a conversation with myself right here on Spot Live with a PBK. Now, Jess, I told you that you're my son. You're 22 like Katleo and Cabello back at home, right? Now, yeah. I tell them stories, a lot of stories, you know, about South Africa, about um, apartheid, about uh, the world. Uh, I, I talk to my sons like they are my friends because they are my friends. So it means you are also my friend. Now, listen, my son, my friend. Once upon a time, we and those before my generation and our generation used to go to the stadiums, right? And we will cheer players like Lucky Staliano, Jingles Pereira, Phil Fenter, Andy Karasinski, Sammy Troutin, to name but five, you know. And those guys had, had, had nicknames. Uh, there, there was Mama Gasbongile, there, there was Phil Windota, Fenter, there was Uendi Uchizas, because when you Google his name, you will see that uh, he, he does look like the son of man. And I will say Mitrautin and all. <laughs> Your generation, maybe you would have known a Matthew Booth, a Mark Fish, and probably your teammate, a Bradley Krobler. I think because you are a young man with a, a good head on your shoulders, you see where this question is going. Where have all the white players gone to, Jesse? That's a good question, you know, and it's actually not something that I've given tons of thought mm. to. Uh, I think we are caught up in a South Africa that is very racially, uh, I wouldn't say divided uh, in comparison to our past, but unfortunately, because of mm. our past, there are a lot of politics surrounding 
the racial dynamic uh, in every, be it in, in football or be it in other careers. And so I tend to not shy away, but I try not to focus on that, uh, that topic. That being said, I mean, if I think about it now, um, I think there's still the impact of apartheid and the way that white uh, boys were, were, were taught and were naturally pushed into cricket and, and rugby and how those sports and the, the culture at the, the, the big schools, the all boys schools in, in South Africa has, yeah, has sort of uh, groomed those white boys to play cricket, rugby, hockey in those sports. And I think we are still seeing the effect mm. of that. Um, but I also think, you know, I think naturally, uh, a lot of, of black boys grow up in communities where they are playing football from a very young age and playing with boys much older than them, um, playing on the street, playing at local clubs. Um, whereas with white guys, that's not always the case. And so I think naturally, uh, black boys grow up, um, seemingly more talented, but actually have just been playing the sport for a lot mm-hmm. longer. So I think when it comes to competitiveness, uh, in the sport, sometimes, and not all the times, but often, uh, naturally black boys seem to be better players. So that has definitely contributed to, to why our industry is dominated, uh, by black and, and colored boys. Um, but I think slowly it is changing. Uh, I, especially in, in Gauteng, I do see a lot of young, uh, younger white boys trying to, to do their best. Um, but honestly, it's not something that bothers me too much. Uh, I think whoever is the best at the, the sport, whoever deserves it should play. And I'm not too concerned whether the person is black, white, purple, blue, um, regardless of skin color, whoever is best suited for the role should, should get the opportunity. I get you. I get you, Jesse. And, and the reason that I actually raised the subject is mainly because if you go back to your 1948 South Africa, where things like Group Areas Act are being enacted and imposed and actually made legislation when uh, apartheid becomes law in 1948. We, we had that situation of uh, Group Areas Act, where the situation of uh, people, people, like you say, not black, white, Indian, colored, whatever, people could not mix because there was this stupid racial uh, laws. But now I, I'm saying because football has always been that vehicle, has always been that transformer, that sort of like broke down all of those and we defied apartheid and we played together and we mixed. Uh, I, I, I can tell you stories of um, white uh, football administrators like Abo Ronish Losh, Abo Derek Plankense and maybe even uh, Raymond Hack getting uh, into Orlando Stadium in, in, in the boots of because they were trying to make sure that they escaped the eye of apartheid police. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because it was a time when, when unification of South African football happened. We all played together and there were some great white players. You know, this is where I'm coming from with this question. And it will be something to behold to actually see uh, 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 young players coming through. Maybe you can tell me because you've played also in the DISC Challenge level whether you are seeing that happening. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, it's not something I tend to focus on too much. Uh, I think currently at Supersport, um, if I think of, of white players, there's Bryn Dealey, who trains with the first team and is doing really well. Yeah. Uh, there's a goalkeeper, I think his name is Jaden, who's also coming through the ranks. Um, but, but other than that, within Supersport, I, I'm not aware. I'm not uh, very closely linked to the academy. 
Um, and so I'm not entirely sure of who's coming through the academy. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think white, black, <laughs> colored isn't really important. It's not something I focus on. And it's probably why I'm not the best to answer this question. Uh, but if you are good enough, then your your skin color doesn't matter. I tell you what, if you were getting marks, you will be getting 10 out of 10 because you've done it very well. That's what I always ask for. Just be honest and, and say exactly how you feel and, and, and tell it as it is. Now, let's look at your team, Super Sports United. There is a crazy character there. <laughs> formerly Lamontville Golden Arrows, formerly Orlando Pirates Football Club. <laughs> you are laughing because you know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. Tamsana Kabuza. Crazy, free spirit. Tell me about Tamsana in the setup of Supersport, be it training, be it a, a dressing room. Uh, just talk to me about Tamsana Kabuza, Jesse. Yeah, Kabuza is a, a really important character. Uh, and I say important for a reason. I think he often is the one seen making jokes and mm. he is a very funny and dynamic character, but also he plays a super important role in our team, you know, on the field. Um, you've seen his form this season. Um, that's testament to how serious he is about doing well in the field, mm-hmm. but especially off the field, you know, um, where some people may see a joker, a clown. Actually, I think he's really important in terms of setting a good atmosphere, keeping the vibe positive, mm. you know, and, and also at times he really, tries to give younger players advice, especially myself. There's often times in games where he'll say, try this, try that, or, you know, he'll be hard on me when I need to, to have someone be hard on me. And so I really enjoy, and everybody enjoys, even the media enjoys the jokes and the, the kind of character he is. Yeah. But I don't want people to forget that he actually has an important role in, in our club. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of the younger players and even older players at our club appreciate him and, and the way he goes about that. I think a lot of people appreciate him and I think one incident at his uh, former club, Orlando Pirates, I don't know if you saw that when he scored a goal, uh, I think it was at the Peter Mukaba Stadium and he celebrated by taking off his shirt and running all the way down the tunnel. <laughs> when he came yes, back, the ref was yes. waiting for him uh, with a card for that. But uh, a beautiful soul, a crazy character. I know the man uh, very well. Uh, you've played in the junior national teams. Uh, we have a coach at Bafana Bafana level, Hugo, the boss, Bruce, who is not shy at uh, giving uh, a cap to players who are at a much lesser age as opposed to the South African culture in inverted commas of having players breaking to Bafana and playing their first game at age 29, age 25 and stuff like that. What are your aspirations when it comes to national team or representing the country? Yeah, so I think if you ask any footballer really, uh, often the number one goal is to represent the country and I'm no different. Uh, I'd love to Don, uh, if I can put it like that, uh, Don. Yeah, I see what you did. I see what Um, you did there. And I've been privileged enough to be a part of the past two uh, qualification games uh, for the World Cup. And obviously, yeah, all the uh, theatrics that have gone with that. Um, But that being said, I would still love to play for Bafana. You know, it's it's nice to be a part of the team, Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't end there. My aspirations are actually to get on the field. And so I think the only way I can do that is by being as consistent and doing as well as I can with Supersport. And so my focus is on Supersport um, and really uh, how I can add value to Supersport United. Um, but hopefully well, someday soon, um, 
my chance in the national team will come and I'm I'm patient I'm I'm trying to keep a good attitude while I wait for that opportunity yeah. and hopefully when it comes I, I hope to take it with, with grab it really with both hands I think the one game that you played recently as Super Sport United when I had Tebojo here I asked him about the fact that you guys have this perhaps I could call it a sickening a tendency of starting the season so well. They're about one, two, three, one, two, three, and as the season progresses, then you start uh, uh, going down in, in terms of uh, your the top positions. I, 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 I'm, I'm referencing the game between Sundowns and yourselves, uh, Pretoria Derby. You guys go two nil down, um, but the kind of spirit that you exhibited as a team in trying to fight and actually being able to fight and get back to level the match two two. Um, I think those two goals were the first goals that Sundowns had conceded. Of course, there there were mistakes on both of them by, by Dennis Onyango. But if you really watch the game carefully, you will see that the mistakes actually started long before uh, uh, Dennis made those mistakes. The point that I'm making here is about the fighting spirit that uh, Supersport has. Because even if Dennis made those mistakes, he made them because of the pressure that you guys were piling on them. Yes, exactly. And and I'm glad that you brought up that uh, fighting spirit because it's actually something that we've, uh, as players and as a coaching staff, have, have noted that, I mean, in the games we haven't done well, it's, it's purely because the other teams have wanted it more than us. And so we are really trying to challenge ourselves to show that fighting spirit uh, because regardless of age, uh, when we are at our best, um, we are a difficult mm-hmm. team to stop and we can compete and challenge any team in the league. And so uh, we need to be consistent with our, our hunger, how much we want to win. And I think if we can get that right and maintain the fighting spirit, then uh, the season can continue the way it started instead of, you know, starting to drop off as it has happened in pre- previous seasons. You share a name with a man called Jesse Jackson. I'm not going to tell you all the stories. <laughs> I want you to take this as your homework. Research the man, find out about what he did. And uh, when you and I meet, um, I think we're going to meet somewhere in uh, Gauteng. Uh, um, uh, one of these uh, few days, uh, I would like you to tell me what the homework has brought up for you, right? Okay, I'll do that. And with that, I would like to say thank you to Jesse Don, the young man at Supersport United who's got a career that looks extremely promising and if he continues to knuckle down and keep his head down he shall be able to reach out for the stars and become one of the major players in South African football. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us right here on Sports Live with BBK and all the best going forward. Uh, Jess? Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on your platform today. Thank you. Thank you. All right.